What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hapscast, episode number seventy-three. My name is Brett Roberts. I'm joined by my good friend Josh Toll today. What is going on, Josh? I just had a little heart palpitation. We were having a little laugh before we started. Our faces are a little red. I'm sorry. We were, and I tried to stop myself hard, and then you know, it's like this. You get that like, like, like you're swallowing feeling, mm-hmm. and then my chest was like, nope. I'll know. I'll know. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, guys, welcome to the podcast. We're going to be talking about a lot of cool things today. Um, this is episode 73, and it's the podcast where we talk about games and other things that tickle our dicks. Wow, you haven't broke that one out in a long time. So you th- see, because you usually do it, so I'm doing it. I don't it know. I haven't, I haven't said that in years. No, you usually do the intro. Now, I'm doing the intro today, so I was like, I'm going to bring back something that you haven't done. So there you go. There we go. So yeah, episode 73, kind of a slow news week um for games but hold on don't don't say that because we have a lot of good stories here i'm not saying we don't have a lot of good stories i'm just saying it was kind of a slow news week in general it's kind of been slow yeah. in game news in general for a few weeks i feel like a couple of pops here and there but that's because it's the calm before the storm which is always the summer so usually june big for games so yeah even without e3 with we have jeff Keeley's little shill fest or whatever he's calling it so um yeah, so we have a little bit more to talk about, I guess, on our media consumption this week. Uh, we've been playing a lot more, and I've been watching a lot more. Um, we have a slew of video games releases to talk about in the Abysmal Chronicles, as well as some other stuff in there. PS Plus, uh, Sonic, uh, more PlayStation shit, TF2 shit. And then our main topics, of course, Bloodborne, as the uh, title suggests, and, you know, where the fuck is it? Uh, the remaster that is, and the PC port. All this stuff has been rumored for a long time. Some new developments, not really there, but uh, bringing stuff up again, nonetheless. And then a really abysmal story from a really abysmal outlet. Um, Kotaku bringing us Nino Kuni, uh, absolutely rotten crypto bullshit. Uh, is that their headline for it, by the way? N- new Nino Kuni game is absolutely rotten with crypto bullshit. Is that Kotaku's headline, or is that your headline? That's no, Kotaku. Okay, then I hate it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be it for this week. It's really hot in HQ today on my side of the HQ. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're reaching temperatures of ninety plus degrees Fahrenheit here. And, yeah, uh, it is mid nineties outside today. Yeah, mid nineties, starring Sunny Sujulik. Yeah, of God of War fame. Yeah, that movie's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the topics. Uh, shout out to uh, you know Sunny us. Sujulik. Yes, Sonny, shoot you like. Uh, shout out to Spotify, you know, uh, and uh, podcast services. Uh, people listening there, we have those. If you've missed yes. that, you can listen to us in strictly your ears now and not look at our faces, which, you know, I'm sure will please uh, many of you. Uh, and anybody that's listening on the audio version, we've deemed you the um, the troglodytes. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. The audio, audio troglodytes. troglodytes. Yeah. So, coveted moniker for those that are listening. That's awesome, dude. It is awesome, dude. And speaking of awesome, dude, let's hop into what we're playing and watching and doing. Yeah, so uh, why don't you go first? You have a lot more than I do. I do. So I finally watched a bunch of movies, um, some stuff that's been on the list for a while. This list is longer than this, but for some reason I picked these three to watch. Well, the one I really wanted to watch, the other two I kind of meme wanted to watch, and uh, I'm glad I did. So first I watched the new Chip and Dale movie, Rescue Rangers. Uh... I'm here to tell you that movie's awesome, dude. Yeah, that movie is a thumbs up. 
yeah uh that movie really has no right being as good as it is um i had a blast with it i really enjoyed it it's full of memes full of cameos made me laugh uh it's serviceable story too to kind of get, get chippendale back in the picture uh, i think the cast did a great job i think the director did a great job and uh i i enjoyed it <clears throat> what did you give that movie i'm pretty sure i gave it four stars That's right. Uh, four out of five stars on Letterboxd. Um, so, you know, follow us on Letterboxd. Yeah, that's a, that's a serviceable score. That's good. Yeah. And then I also watched The Northman, uh, which I'm also here to tell you slaps. Uh, it's awesome. Um, that movie is brutal and weird. Uh, and I believe I gave that four and a half stars on Letterboxd. So I uh, really thoroughly enjoyed that film. Uh, and then I also watched, probably the best of the bunch, uh, Morbius. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, that movie is garbage. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, so first of all, let's just get it out of the way. That movie is not good, okay? No, I get, sucks. I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Uh, it's not good, but... I don't know if it's as bad as everybody made it out to be. Like, I expected it to be, like, totally unwatchable. And Which it is for the most part. <laughs> and and I, I, it's not unwatchable. It's not good at all. It's really bad. But I, I wasn't, like, bored out of my mind. It was more so I was just like, wow, this is really terrible. After like the first 25 minutes, I'm like, wow, we we just jumped off a cliff basically. And there's yeah. dude, it just feels Frankenstein together. Like well, it is. Like 95 different people had say in what went in the final cut and it's like clearly obvious that there was not like a singular vision with it. Um well, so there's a scene in particular that you and I talked about. So when I watched it for the first time, I noticed that Tyrese in one scene says Michael Morbius saved my ass back in Afghanistan or something like that, or right. Iraq or something. Yeah. Right. What's up, Yuki in the chat? What's up, Yuki? But they dubbed over him saying he saved my ass and he says he saved my arm. Yeah. But you see his mouth say ass. Right. So you go ahead and, and do it. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say the dubbed thing and you're going to say, I don't know. Wait, what so I'm, I'm just saying. moving my mouth. I Never mind. Let's move on. He really saved my back, back in the day yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah. So like he clearly uh, said ass when they filmed it, but they dubbed over it, it and said arm. It was a Godzilla dub moment where, where they, you know, the, the people are, their mouths are moving, but oh. the dub is not matching up. It was yeah. literally that. Yeah, I got you. But then you find out later that in one of the original trailers for Morbius, Tyrese's character was shown with a full bionic arm. So the arm thing actually makes sense if right. the original cut of the movie existed, but it doesn't. So right. no. they just cut a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's a mess. Um, Did you see the post-credit scene? The two post-credit scenes? Yes. Um, the first one was uh, Vulture, right? Spoiler, dude. Oh. Here, I got the, you. Go ahead. The first one was... Uh, I'm sorry. I just I just spoiled the first post credit scene. Um, so sorry about that. Um, and you know I'm not giving anybody a warning because it it just happened. And uh, if you heard it, I'm sorry. 
um, and I won't continue with it. And then the second one incorporates stuff from the first one uh, and sets up a sequel. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, no thank you. Well, they say we're going to make a team. Yeah. Yes. And I'm here to tell you, no thank you. I'm here to tell you, we don't want that. We don't want it. Jared Leto needs to go just go back to his Unless. his cult in the woods or whatever it was, and that's it. Um, Unless there's a Spider-Man in that universe, the Sony universe, and that Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. And we get a Sinister Six movie, but Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man, but it's only from... He's he's like not the main character. He's a supporting character. Like it's a Sinister Six movie with all of the Sinister Six as the main characters. But... When they try to commit crime, you see Andrew Garfield. Wait, so wait, let me ask you this: so Morbius would be in the Sinister Six. That's what I'm but understanding. He, he seems not like a villain to me. He's like an antihero. Yeah, but even less than Venom is. I feel like. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but that's what they're insinuating. Okay, is that they're making a team. That, well, that's fine. I understand that. Um, let's recast Leto, though. Let's scrap that Morbius existed. We'll keep the post credit scene as canon, and we'll just start again. Well, what if he's not even like a main character in this? I don't want to see him on screen in anything I watch ever again. What if I put Listen, it that way? All I'm saying is they're making the Avengers with Sony Pictures Spider-Man characters, all, and I'm here for it. All I'm saying is that Jared Leto is like Midas, but everything he touches turns to shit. I'm with you. Shout out to that letterbox review that I read that has yeah. like 50,000 likes. That is awesome. <clears throat> um, so yeah, those are the movies I watched. Morbius was really bad. Northman was slick. Chippendale was awesome. Um, TV and anime, I finished Breaking Bad again. Um, I'm going to start Better Call Saul. Still watching 18th Century Cooking on the Townsend's YouTube channel. Still really enjoying that. Shout out to them. Uh, games. So wait, you're forgetting a show that you watched. What? Hello there. Oh, you're right. I didn't even add that to this. Um, wow, way to be on the ones and twos there. Um, yeah, Kenobi. Um, good. I liked it. It has some pretty high scores right now, but I'm seeing a lot of people talking shit about it. It, listen, it's not perfect. I don't need it to be perfect. It's, I mean, not anything is perfect anyway. But I think I liked it more the second time I watched both episodes. Um, my favorite parts being obviously everything with Uwen. I think he's doing a great job. It's Fantastic. Cool, it's cool to see him kind of downtrodden, torn apart, and like laser focused on hiding and just protecting Luke. Um. I also love Little Leia. I think she's great. That actress killed it. Um, and she just, it. it's not like, she's not like doing a character of like Carrie, right? She is making the character her own, but like embodying the spirit of it at the same time. Also, I mean, she's way younger than we've ever seen before. So there's more leeway there. But I think she's doing a great job. There's a few scenes with her and Jimmy Smith's that made me, oh, Jimmy Smith's is also awesome um, as Bale. Uh, a few scenes between them made me choke up a little bit, um, especially uh, also too when uh, Uwen, when Obi is talking to her about like, oh, you remind me of somebody. That was slick. Um, 
clearly speaking about her mom. And then I also really like Riva uh, as the Inquisitor. I just enjoy her, like, completely unhinged in nature. Um, reminds me a little bit of, like, Kylo Ren almost, but totally different. And I'm really actually intrigued of why she cares about Obi-Wan so much as an Inquisitor. Like, all the other Inquisitors are like, yeah, like, whatever, he's gone. Like, he's dead or he's hidden or whatever. And they have, like, it's the way that they present it in the show is it sounds like they're like, oh, we have a, a few left on this hit list that we know exists that we have to go get. And he's not on that list for some reason. So I don't know what that connection is there, but I'm interested. I think, I mean, we've we've kind of talked about it a little bit. We assume that she is one of the girls from, she's one of the children right. in the first episode, the very beginning. Right. Uh, that we're training and my assumption is she's upset like where were you right master kenobi why weren't you there to save me right hiding in the desert you're right 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 so there's clearly something else there which i think is interesting um but i'm excited uh next episode tomorrow uh time of recording this um i'm enjoying it uh we'll see uh and it's it's a little campier than i guess i thought it would be which is fine I think Star Wars is campy, but I only think that's going to last as long until we get to the drama between Obi-Wan and, and Vader, because uh, that is coming and it's probably going to happen this episode. Um, and I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be good. So it's going to be good, but not good. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be exactly what I want, but it's not going to be good. And I made a prediction when we were watching aw the other day in person and i said there's going to be an entire episode that is a lightsaber fight between the two of them where it is a conversation lightsaber fight and it's going to mirror their final fight on mustafar see i would love that but i think that the problem and this isn't my problem but this is the problem i've been noticing a lot of people having with the series so far Mm -hmm. is that it's obviously taking place in between two major points of time in the star wars universe and skywalker saga sure and they are creating moments that not that they couldn't happen, but that they n- are never mentioned again in the future. And if they if they did happen, they would have been mentioned probably. Yeah, but here's the thing. You have to acknowledge, first of all, how much time is passing, right? We're 10 years into a 30-year gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's things that happened in our life that we don't think we're talking about anymore. They might have been huge when they did happen. Second of all, people also act like George Lucas didn't step on his own canon at some points. Oh, yeah. Like, there's inconsistencies all over the place. And, I mean, Luke and Leia kiss, and then they, you find out that they're brother right, and sister. Right, right. So there's there's stuff like that all over the place. As long as it works and doesn't completely retcon something in canon, I'm okay with it if it's in service of the story currently. Like, yeah. the most famous thing that you and I have talked about is, like, Vader and, and Obi-Wan, or Ben, when they finally meet again in episode four, right. they have a... a they, they share a few words that would insinuate they haven't seen each other since episode three. Right. So if they see each other in the series, it kind of contradicts that. But you can kind of like you can you can play around there and, and you know, yeah, you can interpret it a couple different ways. And you you made a good uh, interpretation where you said, like, maybe and I don't know, it's been a while since I've seen episode four and I don't remember what the line is exactly, but you're like, the, the line is something along the lines of the last time we met, I was but the learner and you were the master or something like that, which you would think would refer to them in episode three. But you also could an- anticipate that maybe he meant 
something either with his inquisitors or i think you mentioned the the emperor too even uh, yeah like he could was be still student like, of the game maybe right like there, there there's a couple of different ways you can turn that we'll see uh, i'm excited nonetheless um me too we'll see um and then wrapping up games uh a couple of just quick one-offs we've been playing we picked up overwatch again um which is a lot of fun actually i i i, I missed that game i forgot how how good it can be um so that was cool yeah um i picked up Lara Croft go I've had it in my library, my backlog for a long time. It's a fairly easy platinum, and I like to do a puzzle game once in a while, um, just to yeah, like. Those go games are fun. Yeah, just to chill out. Hitman Go was awesome. Uh, this is also really good. Um, sometimes I just need like a puzzle game, like Tetris, or like one of these games, or like j just something to distract my mind. Um, I just like playing them every once in a while, so this is kind of scratching that itch for me right now. Uh, we also picked up and started uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology, the... House of Ashes. House, House of Ashes, uh, which is pretty good thus far. Uh, the game definitely looks and runs better than the previous entries, but still has a lot of technical issues, which, um, as as we're playing it, it's not like taking me out of it, but I'm also like thinking constantly, like, this is unacceptable. Um, yeah, and, I, and, and I Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I know there's a lot of moving parts, but it's like this is the yeah. fourth one now. Like, I don't know. It's especially noticeable when the game looks so realistic. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, is the game has such great graphics that when something does hiccup, you're like, oh wow, that's really uncanny valley. Yeah, like there was a moment where I was in a loading screen and you were still playing it, but they froze my game, and it was a guy getting like choked out or something. And the whole frame froze. Everything in the scene froze except his eyes. So the right. guy was in hyper-realistic graphics like this, and his eyes were just like... Yeah, which is really weird. On off-putting. Yeah, it was it was weird as fuck. So. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, I feel like we're almost done probably with it. Like, yes. we're, we're uh, definitely at the climax of it. We have to kill the woman. Uh, I didn't care. I looked up a spoiler, dude. We have to kill her. She's going to kill everybody. Okay. Well, we should do that because we haven't lost anybody yet, so... Ho ho hopefully we have another option because the game like we were talking about last night we literally had like been presented 12 times where it's like the game is like you sure you don't want to kill her right now yeah you know? so. so we we might be fucked but yeah she will literally slowly kill off every character all right so. well we haven't lost anybody yet so i'd love to uh hopefully we have another opportunity to do that otherwise we're screwed yeah um and then lastly right before we started actually i finished and beat red dead redemption 2 uh that game is awesome so i i that's right i beat it i think my completion percentage was like 85 percent when i rolled credits so i did not do everything in the game obviously i did not do every side quest i didn't do every side thing i'm not platinuming the game i'm not 100 percenting it uh, i'm done uh, i did i did meander and do some side stuff here and there but it got to a point where i was like i am so First of all, interested in the story, and second of all, I'm like, I just need, I want to beat this and be done. Uh, so I just golden pathed it. Nice. Um, and for the most part, and uh, let me tell you, my man, uh, that game is an epic. That is an epic, epic adventure, and just such for an open world game to have such a focused and like confined narrative, I think is pretty unique. Um. And it, even more so than Forbidden West, honestly, which is a more recent game, I think it's the best open world narrative game. 
Wow. Um, at least from a narrative perspective that I've ever played. It's first of all, being a fan of the first Red Dead Redemption and knowing what happens in that and the characters in that this game weirdly because of the numbering, but butts up with it. You, you play like 60 hours, right? Of the main campaign. And then that story that you're playing comes to an end. And then there's two epilogues that at first you're like, why am I playing this? And then at the end of it, you're like, I'm so glad they added those things at the end for closure. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's, it is, it is quite the story. And, uh, I'm glad you finally played it. Yeah, I'm glad I, I beat it. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm I'm quite satisfied with it. Um, I'm done with it. I think I put like 80 hours into it, uh, which, again, mainly Golden Path. Uh, maybe a little bit more because uh, of the percentage complete. But, um, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's quite the, the narrative. So Awesome. Give it five stars on GG. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Um, okay, I'll run through mine real quick. Uh, I haven't watched any movies since the last time we did a pod, but I have played some games and watched some TV shows. So uh, for games, like you mentioned, we are playing Dark Pictures, House of Ashes. I just want to point out, like, the setting is really interesting. Yeah. I think that it takes place in Iraq, and right. I think that it takes place during a really cool time period. Mm -hmm. It takes place during the United States invasion of Iraq in 2003. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain character named Salim who is an Iraqi soldier that does not want to fight. Who is the best character. And he's the best character in the game, and I love him so much. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah. I've hardly played as him, and I'm telling you he's the best character. He's cool. Yeah, he's he's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. I, I don't know if I... I don't know how I feel about the Dark Pictures Anthology games yet. It's It's hit or miss, man. It's like such a mixed bag. Yeah, like they do cool things, but I think the problem is like they I think they took on a lot by doing an anthology of all of these games. And each game has so much that goes into it, so much in the script, so many different choices you can make, so many different endings that can happen. They have to account for everything. And I think because of that, sometimes our endings in the games haven't been fantastic. Yeah, uh, I would argue none of them have been. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that the last one had a pretty cool twist at the end. Yeah, I think the last one was the best one thus far. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This one's like a monster, straight up monster story. I like how they blend historical stuff in with the modern mm -hmm. stuff. That's mm -hmm. really cool. They've done that in every game thus far. Um, Man of Madon probably being the worst. Yeah, agreed. Especially that ending with that we got was just ass. bad, real bad. Uh, but yeah, so. I'm enjoying it and I'm kind of excited for the quarry and mm -hmm. I'm thinking for that one, we might let, I mean, the, the multiplayer is delayed anyway. Dude, we should right. just hang out and couch, couch co-op it. Okay. And you can even do movie mode where yeah, they have movie you can have like a thing. group of friends and everyone gets a part. Yeah. As long as we, uh, we, uh, all get the trophies. I don't care. Okay. Actually, I don't, for those games, it's like, it doesn't actually matter because you have to play them so many times and I'm not, yeah, doing we that. have like 2% right now. In yeah. I, yeah. I ain't doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that game because I think it's going to be a much more polished product than these Dark Pictures games. Yeah. What's up, Frank? Frankly, I really do. Frankly. Frank's Frankie, in chat. Frankie, yeah. Frank, frankly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the narrator is also a really good character in those in those yeah. games. He's he's abysmal, but he's funny. Yeah. 
Overwatch, I am reluctantly telling you, I missed it, and it's pretty fun. Hell yeah. So, Ditto, we're brother. Back. We're back. We're back. Where's Overwatch 2? When's the release date for that, dude? They're still doing betas. Man, well, they need to hurry the fuck Alphas, up. I don't know. I'm going to give them some uh, right. fucking beta. TV and anime. I'm watching Stranger Things season four. I'm mm. digging it so far. Are you I done think... the, this half season? No, I have two episodes left. Okay. They are having some issues where they're overwriting. Really? They're writing. They're go they're literally going too hard in the paint. And it's like becoming ridiculous. What do you mean? Too much they exposition? Are... Too much time on certain things? Things are getting ridiculous. Too much exp Things are getting ridiculous. Normal things are now ridiculous. It's, I mean, listen, this, this show is never grounded in reality, but they literally like get in a plane crash in this. Like, there's just like certain things happen and I'm like, this is a little too much. And that's coming from a fan of this kind of shit mm. and also a fan of the series where things have gotten really bad. I just think they're overwriting and they don't have to. Mm. I, I, I think that they're, they're taking too many risks and splitting things off too much. And I'm like, going too much. Just bring it all in. You know what I mean? This, this is the end. I was going to say, this is supposed to be the final season, right? Yeah, and they're going big. I think that's why. I think they're really going big. But I don't need them to go big, I don't think. Mm -hmm. um, I love the setting. I love that we split the characters off. That's fine. Um, but they're, like, jumping back and forth between, like, four different stories at the same time. And I'm, I'm just like, this is, it's, it's just, a, it's a lot going on. Uh, I love the main villain. Uh, Robert England is in it, and mm. you finally get to see him. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. I think season three was great. And I think season four is also great so far. Um, I think you would like season four. Okay. I think you would like season three. Okay. But I don't know if it's worth the agony of season two that you had an issue with. Okay. So. I mean, who knows? Maybe Maybe I'd feel differently now. But I don't know. Yeah. When, when, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, let me finish it and I'll tell you if it's worth it or not. Okay. I think what's actually happening is it's, so I looked last night. Episode six of season four is an hour and 15 minutes long. And then episode seven is an hour and a half. And there's been some episodes this season that are like over an hour long each. So mm. these are long episodes. And I'm pretty sure the final two is I think it's only two more episodes, if I'm remembering correctly, that are releasing in July mm -hmm. that are each like a like a movie length. Wow. So there's that. OK. Um, We already talked about Kenobi. I'm watching that and I'm, I'm having a good time with it so far. I'm also watching the HBO comedy show Barry. Oh, and I'm here to tell the people watching at home. And the people listening on podcast services, Barry is a great show. Uh, it is on HBO. It is a comedy drama action series written by Bill he Hader. Mm -hmm. Bill Hader. He stars in it. He writes it and he directs it, I believe. Mm. He's fucking hilarious. Everything he does is awesome. And this is no exception. It's mm. great. It's hilarious. The characters are great. The premise, if you don't know... He is a hitman and a former Marine, now hitman, who gets a job where he has to kill an actor, mm. like a, a young actor who's trying to make it. He kills the actor by blending in the acting class. But in the process, he falls in love with acting 
and he becomes an actor. Yeah. And he starts to make it, but he's still an assassin and he's fucked up in the head. He gets a girlfriend who's an actor or an actress. And uh, it's just, it's phenomenal. And we're getting to a point now where it's season three. It's the last season, I believe. Oh, things are taking a turn now where there is no return. Like there's no going back with the things that are happening. Certain characters are finding certain things out. Uh, Mm. It's getting very bad but very good and entertaining. And the last episode, uh, episode six, I believe, ended it with a huge cliffhanger, and I can't wait to uh, to see how it picks up. I think the season's almost done. Um, it's it's going to be episode seven. So I'm loving Barry, and I recommend it. Um, yeah, K.L. in the chat says Barry is awesome. Barry fucking rules, man. What's that's the awesome, old guy's dude. name that's in it? Um, Alan Menkowitz, dude. Very old guy. I'm going to look it up. Very old guy. Very old man. There's literally an actor or some oh, There's a Marvel character named Barry Oldman. Or no, it's DC. Gary Oldman? Oh, it's Barry Allen, but as an old man. This is not good. Uh, his character's name is Mr. Cousineau. I don't remember what the actor's name is, though. I forget, too. <clears throat> There's also a dude named Noho Hank, and he is maybe the best character in all of TV. I'm just going to say that right now. Wow. There you have it. Uh, his name is Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. So there's that. Anyway, Barry's awesome. Check it out on HBO. This is an advertisement. I work for HBO. And uh, Kevin Hall said the Fonz. That's right. Uh, all right. So um, that's all I got for you for media consumption. I think it's time we move on to the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh. Let's do it. Is this the part where I play music? or? or... Yes. All video right. game releases. Welcome to the Abysmal Chronicles. We're going to go over some video game releases that are coming up. Some of these are overlap from last episode, but I, I figured we would just go over them anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Silt, Slit. indie game that we covered here on Have to Get Intel for Indie <clears throat> Intel, is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC tomorrow, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Card Shark is coming out for Switch PC on June 2nd. Diablo Immortal, which is the mobile handheld game, is coming out on June 2nd. And I believe it was just actually announced that it's not coming out in certain countries because of certain mechanics or something. So, Rip. not good for Blizzard. Gigapocalypse is coming out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch on June 2nd. My favorite, a game called Soldiers, spelled S-O-U-L, Soul, uh, is coming out on PlayStation mm. 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on June 2nd. Unexplored 2, The Wayfarer's Legacy, is launching on Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 2nd. Mm-hmm. Spellforce 3, Reforced, which I did not even <laughs> know there was a 1 or 2 or a regular uh, Spellforce 3, is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One on June 7th. Uh, this is a pretty big one. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords is coming mm. out for Switch on June 8th. Pro Cycling Manager is coming Hell yeah, out dude. for PC on June 9th. Hell yeah. Tour de France 2022 is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 9th. Mm-hmm. 
Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles comes out for Switch on June 10th. I think I just killed that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I've never finished an episode of that anime. Nice. This one's pretty exciting. Mario Strikers Battle oh, yeah. League. Oh, yeah. Coming out for Switch on June 10th. Oh, yeah. And finally, Josh, the game that I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. The Quarry, is coming out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, XNS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on June 10th. Of course, the oh. multiplayer has been delayed. It is not coming out until July. Yeah, I forgot that game was so soon. Yeah. That's right. All right. Okay, uh, let's get into some stories. And again, this is the Abysmal Chronicles. This section of the show is stories that were just a little bit too abysmal to make it as main topics on the podcast. But we still want to show them some love anyway. Uh, I can do that better if you want. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, PlayStation Plus free games for June 2022 have leaked online. Uh-huh. So these will be, they'll, they'll be coming out next Tuesday. If this leak is correct, you'll be getting... God of War 2018, Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker, and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Wait a minute. God of War is already on the PlayStation Plus collection. And didn't we already get Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? No. Why do I have that game then? You don't. I could. Oh, I'm thinking of Battle for Bikini Bottom. Never mind. That was free. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, well. Well, my, if you were interested my, in Nickelodeon All Star Brawl, you might as well hit the fart noise because that list is shite. Um. So yeah, I mean, God of War is awesome, but it's already free. Hey, if you have PlayStation Plus, you already have it on the PlayStation and Plus collection. If you have a PlayStation Five. Yeah, but you shouldn't be playing that game if you don't have a PlayStation 5 at this point. Game runs at 22 FPS on PS4, dude. I mean, I guess you're right. But I think it's very, very, very important to note that if you haven't played that game, you should play it. If you haven't played that game, what are you doing? Yeah. Also, I should mention the source. The source is, uh, according to the sources of the website, Area Area Hugones. And Game Rant supporting this? Yeah, and also um, the Asian version has leaked as well, and it, the only game they swap out is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl for something else. All right, so well, I real. mean, we'll find out next week if it's real or not, but it probably is. Yeah. Uh, okay, next story. Sonic Frontiers, the new open-world Sonic game. First glimpse of gameplay has been revealed today. We've gotten a glimpse at the gameplay from Sonic Frontiers, the upcoming open zone 3D Sonic game, and you will see much more this month because it is the focus of IGN first. Uh, of course it is. Uh, this footage was revealed on Twitter, showing off Sonic running across a lush world, high-speed combat, a boss battle, and more. After a tease last summer, Sonic Frontiers was officially announced last December, promising a huge leap forward for the franchise, delivering an evolved gameplay experience that can be enjoyed by longtime Sonic fans and action adventure enthusiasts alike. The game was originally scheduled to be launched on Sonic's 30th birthday. It is now launching alongside multiple remakes and spinoffs of Sega games in the next year. You just had a little Again, Matthew McConaughey come through there. The little IGN first will be covering... Sonic Frontiers beginning tomorrow, June 1st at 12 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Green lights. Green lights. Um, so listen, I watched the gameplay. Yeah. I'm not impressed. 
Hmm. What's the uh, general temperature of people online with it? Surprisingly, positive, mixed to positive. Hmm. My problem is... My problem is, is... My problem is green lights. My problem is that it looks cool, but really what it is, my friend, if you watch the, the footage, it's an open world, Breath of yep. the Wild style, beautiful graphics, right? Yeah. But then you're like looking in the sky and there's just random rails that Sonic is like grinding on. So like there's like no thought to the level design. It's just a big open Unreal en Engine asset with like grass. And then they just, they're like, all right, we'll put a rail here that goes all the way in the sky and it loops around. And then because Sonic grinds, you know, so it's literally just like a bunch of rail systems in the sky that are floating. Mm hmm. And it's like in other Sonic games in the past, they would like incorporate that into the level somehow mm -hmm. where like maybe a mountain like came down or like a waterfall. And like, you know what I mean? It made sense here. It's literally just floating rails and it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Well, and then also the graphics are really good and the grass like the grass looks good and all. And it's a realistic looking graphics. And then there's a big giant spring like a Sonic cartoony spring. And it just doesn't it just doesn't look right. It looks like a fan project. Well. I'll take your word for it, yo, because I'm here to tell you. First of all, I don't give a fuck about Sonic. Second of all, I ain't playing this game. So I hope it I'll I'll defer better. to your Sonic knowledge because you certainly have played Sonic and know way more about it than I do. But just from what I've said, that does not sound appealing, right? Sonic has never appealed to me ever. So no. What you said to me is not going to make me play it. Okay. There is I do not see a future where I make a choice to sit down and play a Sonic game. And that's not because I have anything against Sonic. I just don't fucking care about it. And there's platforming involved, which automatically makes me out. So. FBI, open up! <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, so, guys, last episode of Hapticast, we talked about there being an upcoming PlayStation State of Play for June 2022. Unfortunately, I got the date wrong. I guessed it was going to be mid-June. or mid -June. Well, you you said by June 15th. Specifically, you said by June 15th. So you're yeah, actually right. correct. You're actually correct. Because guess what? We're getting one uh, June 2nd. That's right. That's this Thursday. Yeah, that burp sounded exactly like... Yeah, that was pretty good, right? That was awesome. That's the dubby. That's awesome. You know what uh, else is the dubby? The urine that's building up in my fucking go spleen. Ahead take a pee. I got it. No, it's all right, dude. Okay. So, as we said, uh, PlayStation has announced a state of play for June 2022. Uh, it's a summer state of play broadcast. It's going to be showing off upcoming PlayStation 5 and PSVR 2 games. Uh, again, June 2nd. It's going to be less than 30 minutes long. The show promises reveals from Sony's third-party partners and a sneak peek at several games in development for PSVR 2. Uh, this is coming from IGN. They mentioned it doesn't sound as though PlayStation first-party exclusives will be a huge part of this uh, particular broadcast, but they have been known for their surprises in the past. All right. First of all, before we talk about the actual specifics of it, like games and things like that, we could speculate on... Uh, I think for the most part, in at least recent history, PlayStation has been 
pretty beholden to what they state is going to be there and what they state is not going to be there. And if anything, they have under-delivered on every single state of play. And I feel like people, including us, including myself specifically, are in this perpetual cycle of where, like, we read the blog post and we're like, okay, cool. But where is this and 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 we're going to see 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 this and they haven't talked about this yet. And it's partly because they haven't said shit about anything in a long time. I also feel like it's partly like living through Groundhog Day every time. And I ain't biting this time. I ain't buying. I don't give a fuck about it. My expectations literally could not be lower. Like they are they are on the other side, like they're in the basement for this. And I'm not saying that there's not going to be cool, maybe third-party announcements or some big PSVR 2 stuff, but I feel like PlayStation has such a great track record of underperforming and under-delivering on literally every expectation ever that is only what I'm going to expect moving forward. So when they say third-party and PSVR games, I think that's all you should expect. Nothing more. Nothing more. And I think if you think otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. I think you should lower those expectations. I think you should take the bar of where you have it set and bury it in the ground. Well, so IGN mentioned that, you know, for PSVR 2, there are apparently 20 plus first party and third party titles that are going to be releasing at launch. Sure. Uh, We don't know what those games will be, but it has been revealed that Horizon Call of the Mountain will be a big first party exclusive at some point. Sure. I think it's safe to say that if they were going to announce a bunch of PSVR games, especially third-party PSVR games, we might see uh, Resident Evil 8 Village maybe get sure. an update to support it. Sure. Um, we might see Resident Evil 4 VR, which, I mean, Certainly. it's an Oculus game, but who knows? Certainly. Probably so nearing the end games. of its exclusivity, though. I think it's been almost a year. I know, but it was developed by Oculus, which makes me... Mm. That's what makes me nervous. Half-Life Alex would be huge. Yeah. That would be a big one. Would be. Uh, but I know we're not really here's the thing. We don't know much about the PSVR two yet. We don't yeah. know the price point. We don't know when it's coming out, which maybe they'll announce that as well. The release date and the price. We have heard that they're going to be ramping up production. Uh, yeah, but didn't they only did they only say play a sneak peek at several games in development yeah. for no, PSVR two? I, I know I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, I, this is me now speculating beyond what they've promised. Mm-hmm. Well, but if you're going to show the off fool's a bunch of games. If you're going to show off a bunch of games for PSVR 2, we have to know when it's coming out. What's the point? They don't know when it's coming out yet, though. Well, the rumor is that they're ramping up production production in quarter three of 2022 and then January, early 2023. Sure, that would make sense. But I don't even think they know if that they can hit that yet, given supply chain issues. And given right. that there's some component sharing between the headset and PS5s, which they can't even produce enough at this point. So aside from PlayStation VR 2, let's speculate on what third-party partner games could be there. For Spoken. Or Final Fantasy 16. Both both of those are going to be there. 100%. And For Spoken ain't coming out. It just got delayed, right? Uh, It's being rumored that Final Fantasy 16 is going to take the spot of For Spoken. Sure. Yeah, For Spoken's going to get delayed again if it wasn't already. I think it was delayed. But it's not whatever whatever they said it's going to. It's not that game isn't coming out until the middle of next year. I don't Uh, think that it's technically a delay. I think that they think that they they basically want to bet on Final Fantasy 16 over Forspoken for the holiday season. That's fine. The rumor, but I also don't think Forspoken is ready. I don't think I think 
we're not going to see that game still for a long time. We've well, seen more of of Forspoken than we've seen of Final Fantasy 16, though. That's true. Fucking crazy. But I am telling you right now, Forspoken is not coming out this year. And if it comes out before mm, March of next year, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I want to be pleasantly surprised by First Spoken. Yeah, but Final Fantasy 16, I think, makes a lot of sense. I feel like that is maybe what they ended on. Yeah, I'm thinking so, too. Um, And listen, I know it doesn't mention First Party, but... If you say God of War, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. They're saving that for a showcase or something in the middle of the summer. Yeah, we're getting it, dude. We're not. What did, I, what did I just tell you about your expectations? Listen, dude. It's not happening. I'm here to tell you we're getting God of War's release date. Not at this not at this state of play. April or May. It's not even three. <laughs> you're so bad. We're bad. Literally today is the last day of May. You're gonna say it's already out and it's been out, ladies and gentlemen, since April. So, um, uh, that I, I also put Stray, maybe. Isn't that a third-party game? Yeah, uh, yeah. We got a release date leak of that a couple of weeks back, so sure. that could possibly be one of the games. Oh, that yeah, by the way, the whole, that whole thing where people are like, oh, here's the list of games that are going to be at the state of play with, like, the timestamps and things like that, that shit is so fake, dude. How many times can people fall for that stuff? Says the guy who fucking thought Bloodborne was coming as a remaster this August. What do you mean? I sent you the fake thing of it. I know. You fucking fell for it. I didn't fall for it. I literally sent it to you. It was fake. You fell uh, for it. I did. I thought you fell for it. No. We'll talk about that later. Okay. That's our main topic for the show. Um, What do you think about Call of Duty, possibly? Modern Warfare 2 being shown off. Yeah, probably. Rumor is that it's a PSVR title as well. What? Yeah. I didn't hear that. I don't know about that. PSVR 1? Why? Yeah, two. two. But that game comes out in October. Hmm? PSVR 2 isn't coming out this year. Uh, I'm just telling you what I read, man. Uh, I don't know about that, but I do think we're going to see Modern Warfare. Two. For sure. Uh, which I'm actually excited about. The last Modern Warfare campaign was pretty good. Um, I liked it. I liked it too. And uh, that's the only reason I'm going to be playing that game. Because I still have no interest in playing Call of Duty multiplayer ever again, to be honest with you. Well, speaking of multiplayer, uh, our next news story is actually about the first multiplayer video game I've ever played in my life. All right. We're going to talk about Team Fortress 2. Why uh, are we talking about Team Fortress 2? So there's been a huge, huge outcry from the Team Fortress 2 uh, player base. Mind you, you might not think that people still play this game. People still play this game. If you look at the Steam numbers right now, you'll be surprised I, by how many people still play. I believe it. There's more people playing Team Fortress 2 than there are playing Battlefield 2043. Um, a lot of like, I was going to say popular shooters, but a lot of like first person shooters don't have as many players as Team Fortress 2 does. Uh, it's a huge game, but there's a yeah. problem. There's a big problem that has caused fans to go out and, and protest with signs and yeah. Hashtags. All right. You're going to need to t tell the people and me about this problem, and I'm going to need to pee. So you're going to keep talking for a minute, and I'll be back. Are you going to listen? Yeah, I'm going to be listening. Oh, okay. I wish you would have peed earlier when it was so much easier to do my shtick because I, I needed to feed off you here. Whatever. Um, so th it's called the Save TF2 campaign. 
So Team Fortress 2's Twitter account has actually been dark for nearly two years. But Valve broke that silence on Thursday afternoon. This is last Thursday. Promising to look into hacking and cheating issues, angering the 15-year-old game's still-devoted fan base. So this game is 15 years old, has so many players still actively playing it, and there's a big problem with hacking going on in this in this game. And it's literally gotten so bad that they broke their silence after two years on Twitter. Uh, earlier this week, earlier last week, Team Fortress 2 fans took to Reddit and Twitter to start a Save TF2 campaign after years of fighting against bots with no action from Valve. Uh, these bots had aimbots that insta-killed players, spammed slurs, and copyrighted music in chat, voted to kick all human players uh, once a lobby has more bots than humans. So literally, they're just running rampant, being very, very bad. Uh, the botting issue, which some Redditors blame on a source code leak in 2020, has understandably ruined the game for most players. So on May 26th, the community and many content creators staged a peaceful protest called hashtag save TF2. The hashtag save TF2. The hashtag trended on Twitter as fans posted comics, jokes, explanations, and memories about the game. Oh. One fan even dressed up as a Team Fortress 2 spy and brought a sign to Valve's offices. That's they were awesome. promptly removed, according to their Reddit post, likely due to the ski mask that plays a key role in the cosplay. So, again, they broke their silence. Valve, the Team Fortress 2 uh, Twitter account, broke its silence after two years. Yeah, They said, TF2 community, we hear you. We love this game and know you do too. We see how large this issue has become and are working to improve things. Hmm. So Valve's lone tweet is vague but at least it responds directly to the peaceful protesters who spent this week trying to make a difference in their favorite game. It's unclear how or when Valve will fix this issue, but for now, fans are happy simply that the studio responded to their movement and that Team Fortress 2 might be playable again soon. Yeah. So, first of all, good on the fans. Second of all, I think Valve obviously has a uh, obligation to address this the fact that they let it go so long like if you still have servers and are supporting this game regardless of how old it is right you have an obligation to support it and support the fan base and facilitate it and make sure that it is you know good uh or you have an obligation to shut it down yeah so it's been the game's 15 years old at this point yeah, but, but well, Valve, what I'm, I know, but what I'm saying is if you're going to leave it up, right, and you still want to support it, then you have to support it. Yeah. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Then shut it down or go to a peer-to-peer -peer thing so it's on the fans. The game is free-to-play. It does have uh, cosmetic items that are, like, you know, purchasable with real money. Right, which I'm sure people still do. I'm sure. And uh, 15 years, it just, I understand why they felt like they could leave it valve doesn't even make games anymore really uh half life alex would like to i don't think that you. was actually done by valve though i think that was a i mean it's a valve game but yeah um yeah i don't know I, I i i'm so happy that they're looking into it i didn't even know this was going on if i'm being honest with you uh i feel like i played team fortress 2 like kind of recently and i didn't have any of these issues but i mean if the bots have that much power that number one they insta-kill you. Number two, they can vote out every human player in the game. Yeah. So it's just a, a lobby of bots. 
I mean, that's pretty bad. That's unplayable, you know? Yeah. And spamming slurs, obviously, is not cool. Copyrighted music, you know, that's also really not cool if you're trying to stream or something. Right. So, yeah, very bad. And uh, honestly, bad for Valve for letting it go on this long. Yeah, no bueno. No bueno. Too busy focusing on the Steam Deck, dude. Yeah, which, you know, hopefully I get mine soon. I don't even want mine anymore. Sell it. You could sell it for good money. Taking too long, dude. I don't sell your reservation, anymore. even. You could make good money right now. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show where we're going to plug some stuff. But before we plug WE Energy. Yeah, our buttholes. Before we plug this bad boy, I want to say... I want you to head over to hapticintel.com. I want you to look at our merch store. All right. I'll do that right now. We well, Hold on. There's some items that aren't available yet that I'm going to be talking about probably next week, next pod. Yeah. But I want you to go there, and I want you to see what we have to offer. I want you to check out our wares. I want you to look at our shirts, our hats, our, our themed items that we have. And I want you to understand that I am dropping, we are dropping, merch, big merch, Next week. I'm just waiting for my my stuff to come in. I have a shirt, a hat, two shirts, actually, and a hat that are coming in. Um, and then I want to wear it on the show to promote it when we drop it. Uh, I'm just going to say it's awesome, dude. That's all you need to know. And uh, it's slick as fuck. So, yeah. I mean, look at this, dude. Look at this merch. Look at it. For those of you that are listening, look at it. I don't even know what you're showing, but yeah, look at it, dude. The website. Haptikintel.com slash merch. Use code SLICK to save no money because that does not actually exist. We do have, actually, the lowest prices you could possibly have for a lot of these items because... That's true. We don't want to make any money off of it. We think that you just wearing our merch is awesome. So we've made the price literally as low as possible. $10 for a shirt, $13 for a graphic shirt, $27 for a hoodie, $21 for just a regular hoodie. I think that's that's $15 for a hat. You're going to be playing a little bit more than that, but not much. <laughs> You're not reading the right prices. <laughs> it is like a dollar. Like, we'll make a dollar off of something. That's it. Or like 10 cents even in some cases. Oh. Um, and then there was some items that I put up there with a 69. I, for, I forget what it was. Like 16.99, I made something because it had a 69 in it. As you can tell, we, we really take it really seriously. Um, but... Moving on from the from the merch, which is at haptigintel.com, which you can check out right now at haptigintel.com slash merch. Um, w Energy. It's our sponsor for today's episode of Hapticast. It's a sponsor for every episode of Hapticast from here, uh, at least from here back. I don't know about moving forward, but... Um, what are you saying? I'm saying they don't pay us, but they better start. Well, so, for them to pay us, people listening and watching this need to purchase... I'm saying I want a Haptic Intel Shaker Cup, is what I'm saying. I'm saying I want one, too. I want. I actually want this to say Slick. In their font? In their font. Yeah. Slicky. Slick, Slick, with the Haptic Intel logo, and I want our own flavor. And it's going to be called... Slickberry. No. It's going to be... Slickberry Crunch. No, it's, it has to start... It has to be something else with an S. Why? Slick, slick Strawberry. Slick, really slick something. Slick... Slick, haptic haptic slick spaghetti no <laughs> slick spaghetti what a disgusting flavor that would be haptic slick berry mm. i like that you like haptic slick berry mm-hmm. what about something egg flavored 
That would be gross. You know? Haptic egg. <laughs> like yolk. What is the word that goes with yolk? Why do you say it like that? Yolk. Because well, there's an L. You put so much emphasis on the O. Well, it's not sounds yolk. like you're swallowing. The... It's not yolk. It's it yolk. is yolk. It's yolk, dude. You're sa you're saying it like you're swallowing jizz when There's you fucking L. say yolk. the O L. I un L. I understand what's in it's there. It's not right? silent, dude. It sounds like you're throating something. Yolk, <laughs> yolk, like you're fucking goofy or something, dude. Well, goofy says it like that. It read the addery, dude. Let's go. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of Haptcast is sponsored by Dubby Energy. Check it out at W.GG. W uh, Energy was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Nero Factor. Neurofactor. It has no calories, no sugars, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff, but a lot of the good stuff. Uh, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That is right. Save 10% today on your order of Dubby by using code SLICK at checkout. Uh, the 10% you save goes right into our account, and we can use that to funding the podcast and other shows and other videos that we do on the show. So save 10%, give us 10%, and we'll suck you off. And that's just how it goes. Use code aren't SLICK! 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 Sound trying, like you're literally trying, <laughs> trying to sound like how you sound when you say YOLK! SLICK! Um... We're not actually, we don't get paid by W to read this. They didn't supply us with this ad read. You just farted. We made we made this whole ad read up. They gave us a 10% code and we said, okay, we're going to promote your product because we well, like it. To be fair, you made this whole ad read up. I didn't do shit. I did make this whole ad read up. Um, I also made the tagline, if you find it hard to work or study, use code blank to save on W. And if I ever hear anyone else using that, I'm going to court and I'm suing. We absolutely are. Because I wrote that. I actually have a note. I have a note in my phone with a date and time of when we discussed this, and I'll tell you what it is right now. And you're gonna ask me January? Correct. No, February nineteenth. Awesome. You might ask me, Brett. What is a nootropic? I don't know. You're going to ask me, Brett, what's a neurofactor uh, patent pending? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I drink it. I put it in water. I shake it up in this cup, and it tastes good. Neurofactor is a patented all-natural extract made from high-quality coffee cherries. It contains a profile of polyphenols that help to increase the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF. BDNF is a nootropic protein which enhances brain function, focus, attention, and concentration when paired with caffeine. Neurofactor provides the needed boost to help you focus without bit jitters or a crash. Neurofactor is a red... Neurofactor. <laughs> Alright. So yeah, guys, check out W.GG. Use code SLICK. Save 10%. If you want an energy drink that's not, you know, carbonated and full of bad stuff that will make you sick and not feel good, your stomach hurt, um... Check it out. It actually does keep me up. I've uh, drank it a couple times when I've had some late um, movie theater nights where I'm checking out a movie. I'll bring this with me and I'll drink it in the car ride on the way to the theater. And I don't fall asleep when I'm sitting there watching the movie. So. I will tell you this. We start the podcast, right? I'm usually I usually feel low energy at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And then by the time we get to like, you know, well before now, usually about the time we start the Abysmal Chronicles halfway through, I feel much more uh, with it and ready to go. That's the neurofactor in your veins. That's the patented neurofactor. All right, Josh, um, just like the neurofactor is in your veins, I need the intro video to be in mine. So please roll the intro video. I have one question for you. When is Bloodborne remastered where? finally coming out? I was just going to say, where is it? Well, according to you and what you shared with me on Twitter, it was it's coming this August, but that is not true. All right. You heard it here first. Where is it, Britt? Where are my balls, Summer? I think that the important thing to start off with is we both got started with the From Software games, the, the Dark Souls games, through Bloodborne. Correct. And the game is fantastic. It's literally sucked off by every single gamer I know. Correct. Even if they find it hard or, or whatever, people respect that game. Correct. It made PC gamers buy a PlayStation 4 specifically to play it. Correct. And now we're left wondering, where the hell is the PS5 and PC port? Where are my testicles, Summer? So what happened? What What is the story? What so, is going on? So because for, I thought it was coming so, out for about three milliseconds, and so, that's not. So first of all, there's been a rumor for a while now that a Bloodborne remaster is coming, that Bluepoint is making it. Um, there's been leaks, rumors. There's been a lot of evidence, I think, for that. To a, to a remaster and a sequel. Right, a remaster and a sequel. Uh, and part of that remaster being a PC release of of that game of the remaster because right now bloodborne is stuck on playstation 4 and it runs like shite it runs in a state that is not playable anymore by modern standards it's it's unacceptable and going back and trying to play it it's not possible it's it's unplayable not only is it 30 fps it's an unstable Poor frame paced 30 FPS. If you if you're interested, go look at Digital Foundry's 40,000 videos on it and they'll tell you, dude, it ain't good. It also just looks like and I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it also looks like someone just smeared Vaseline all over the screen. So I say it just looks like somebody jizzed all over the screen, just tried to wipe it off and gave up halfway through. Yeah. And it's charming. It has a, like a visual charm to it. It but... does, but it's soft. And that's part of partly because the resolution is like baked at like 900p or something like that. So anyway, 
Um, this last week, if you've been living under a rock, basically false Bloodborne remaster rumors spread like wildfire on Twitter. And we're here to tell you it's not real. It's not real. Uh, so you might have seen some news about Bloodborne Remastered coming to PC and PS5 this August. The announcement came from what appeared to be Nebelian, who is a widely known entertainment and gaming news account on Twitter. If you are on gaming Twitter, you should know who Nibel is. Uh, and he's been on Twitter since 2012. Right? We've we've used Nibel, friend of the show. Okay, I'll just put it that way. He's a very reputable source in the yeah. games industry. Uh, but the news obviously was totally fake, and the account, which was a Nebelian spoof account, had duped numerous fans into believing that From Software and Sony are working on a remaster of Bloodborne. Now, this, now this is why we look at the check mark, folks. All right. <clears throat> so on May thirtieth, Nebelian, with a capital I. <laughs> Uh, tweeted that remastered version of Bloodborne is coming this year. It would include enhancements like 60 FPS, native 4K, and Ray Chase Reflections, with Sony subsidiaries Bluepoint Games and Nixie's software collaborating on the project together. Now, why that's significant is that there's already the Bluepoint rumors. Nixie's is the in-house now first-party PC port studio that yep. PlayStation has hired. So, this is a pretty in-depth fake thing here right that which is totally believable right on surface yeah. level now what do you have to say about that brett and then i want to talk about what's actually going to be happening and i also want to shout out Kay on the chat said he went back <laughs> he went out back to play bloodborne after elden ring and felt like i was having a stroke playing it yeah yeah i dude. was just gonna read that because it made me laugh yeah uh, that's that's a that's a great if you want to know damn put that on the box art dude yeah <laughs> that's awesome dude it's very unfortunate the game's so good uh but yeah so anyway what i think of that is it got me it was nibel nibelian but he was using a lowercase l to make right. it look like an uppercase i uh, right. and it, it totally just slipped my mind he has a very famous profile picture of, of mob from mob psycho 100 as his profile picture uh this guy had the same one uh it, and then it even had a, a link to the PlayStation blog. Yeah, which was from 2015. I, it was a, literally just a, a DLC for Bloodborne from 2015 blog. Mm -hmm. I thought it was real. I clicked on, I was like, no fucking way. I clicked on the article and it was an old article. And I was like, oh, he must have accidentally used an old an old article. What happened? And then I go back to the tweet and I'm looking at it. And then Nibel is underneath that tweet. And I'm like, wait, what's happening here? And then I scroll up and I see the uppercase L or the lowercase L fake uppercase i and i was like fuck dude you got me my, i literally told you that you gave me an erection and an inverted penis within five seconds yeah it was bad well i had so the way the reason i found it i'm listening sorry i just read yuki's thing no there's no there's no pitch effect i we just we i bumped up the volume for us a little bit this week because it's been it's been a little low fast uh no voice effects on that i'm aware of um the way that i came across it was that uh what's his name z huge fx or whatever Zuji? yeah made a comment like made a like a like a post on twitter and nival replied to it and I was like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then I found the link the link back to the fake Nibel thing, and then I sent it to you. 
Yeah, it definitely made my penis invert a little bit, and it wasn't fun. I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah, so. Yeah. What else do you got to say about that? I think that if it is going to be done, it would make sense to have Bluepoint um, Blue running it. Yeah, and so is doing the PC port. I, right? st that I would st make sense. I still think these things are happening. Mm -hmm. I still think they're happening. I think we're getting a Bloodborne too. Uh, I think we're getting a uh, Bloodborne remaster, uh, and that's it. When it's coming, I don't know, but that's it. It's happening. We just don't know when. I just want it. I want it now. Yeah. Anything else? <clears throat> I don't have anything else to say except it's, I think it's a necessity at this point. And I think that Sony, if they're greenlighting this kind of shit, they greenlit a Last of Us remake after a remaster had already come out for Last of Us. But they're not going to do that for, for Bloodborne, one of the best selling games ever. <clears throat> yeah. It's a real interesting spot on the record here of, uh, playstation's first party stuff that's just one of the most if not the most important game of that generation for playstation just relegated on this platform in a yeah. terrible state unfortunate so. all right well let's move on then the last main topic for today is something i'm really disappointed in you might have seen mobile game ads uh, for a new Nino Cooney game. They're all over. Uh, TikTok, YouTube. I'm, I'm getting these ads for a new Nino Cooney mobile game. I haven't seen it. Really, you haven't? Yeah, I haven't. I've been seeing a lot. And it's like, whoa, Nino Cooney. A new game in Nino whoa. Cooney. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Look whoa. at this. Nino whoa, Cooney. I'm in Nino Cooney. And if you don't know, Nino Cooney is a game that has a uh, Miyazaki-style uh, animation and the first game was on PS3. The second game was on PS4 and other platforms as well, I think. Uh, it's a game series that I've wanted to play for a really long time. Uh, almost like a Pokemon-style game from what I've heard. It's a JRPG. But this new one, this new Nino Kuni game is getting absolutely shit all over. And the uh -huh. reason? It's got cryptocurrency all over it. So this article is coming from Kotaku. We're going to be using them as our source for today. The new Nino Kuni game is absolutely rotten with crypto bullshit. Boo. Play to earn isn't just hinted at. It's quite literally encouraged on the game's website. So Kotaku says, hey, there's a new Nino Kuni game out, and it looks beautiful, which, by the way, it does look beautiful. This should be a cause for celebration, but we don't deserve nice things. So instead, we have got a mobile PC gotcha style game that is built on foundation of crypto nonsense. The problem is it was developed by a Korean studio known as Netmarble. Uh, and the game was actually released in 2021 in Asian countries, but it was only made available in the West last week. Now, this is the part of the story where I tell you that this is actually a gotcha game that also has cryptocurrency bullshit baked into it because Netmarble, the developer, have their own cryptocurrency and their own cryptocurrency wallet called MarbleX. <laughs> and players have pointed out, 
you're able to purchase and take in-game items and trade them for net marbles, asterite or territe tokens, which are currencies that you can trade on Marblex and then trade those for other cryptocurrencies that are on the market. The game's website even proudfully boasts this on the front page, emphasizing just how central this whole cryptocurrency thing is to the game's entire existence. What's up, Josh? No, I'm just, it's for those that are watching, it's behind us. Oh, okay. Uh, so Nino, this is from their website. Nino Kuni Crossworlds employs a gameplay-based blockchain system, giving players who enjoy Nino Kuni Crossworlds the opportunity to play to earn tokens through gameplay. Players can acquire two types of tokens in the Nino Kuni Crossworlds blockchain system, and our team will do our best to preserve the token values. Uh, players are now reporting that less than a week after launch, the game's economy is already heavily slanted in favor of those purchasing the company's crypto. Reddit user Tezos reported on the Gotcha Gaming subreddit that crypto was said to be minimal in the game, but it seems like you can literally buy the best in slot sets and pets in the game right off of the store. No gotcha, no gimmicks, just straight up purchasing them. So it's pay to win. This is extremely cringe and causes massive imbalance in PvP. So. So. Uh uh, I'm looking at the website, and I honestly can't believe this exists. The, the Their goal, number one of their goal here, it says, Our goal is to emphasize the game's intrinsic fun factor and create a token economy structure that benefits both players and token holders. What the fuck does that even what? mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a mess. And it's unfortunate that it happened to a franchise like this. I've heard such great things, and it's just being tarnished by this bullshit. Um, Who owns the just... rights to Nino Cooney? Great question. Let's see. Oh. Bandai Namco. Okay. In Japan, they're owned by Level 5. Yeah, so Level 5, Netbarble, Bandai Namco, and more publish it but who's the actual rights holders Excuse i me. think bandai namco is the actual rights holders bandai namco and i uh, just continue this is a mess well no i just i mean the stories that's it that's all i got for the story i want to talk to you about how abysmal this is so have you ever played a gotcha game no well so, uh, no. if you maybe if you count pokemon unite that's not yeah that's not really gotcha. Well, maybe it is. I think that I've played quite a few gotcha games. I've played Dragon Ball Legends on, on mobile. Um, there is an addictive nature to gotcha games. So what do you explain? First of all, explain gotcha for what people don't understand that. It's, it's hard to explain. It's literally like a game where you collect a lot of different characters randomly through like loot boxes and stuff is my understanding. I'll get okay. the full definition. Um that up so a gotcha game is yeah i was i was i was correct um a gotcha game is a video game that implements the gotcha mechanics similar to loot boxes gotcha games induce players to spend in-game currency to receive a random virtual item so it's like the gotcha machines that you would see in japan okay all right quarter in yeah yeah and turn it there's an excitement level when you you know put your money in and then you get something in return sure it, gambling it hits it's gambling yeah 
Dragon Ball Legends was cool. I played it. And then when I got a new phone, my save data never transferred. And that kind of sucked. So. I can't believe what I'm looking at, dude. You have to pull up the stream or go to the dude. I'm going to send you this website link. I cannot believe this is a thing. For people that are listening, I'll explain in a second. I just sent it to you in our chat. They literally have exchange factor formulas on their website. Fucking actual fucking formulas. Oh my God. Like actual fucking formulas with exchange rates. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's pretty This incredible. is like the thing. These are the things that should stay in the boardroom, bro. Because what the fuck are you doing? Is there really? If we had a Venn diagram, one side is Nino Kunu fans. The other side is Crypto Bros. How big? How big is that crossover in the middle? Well, there is. So in Japan, crypto is growing. It's actually becoming really popular. Uh, unfortunately, like NFTs are starting to get big in Japan. Kenji Inafune, um, the creator of Castlevania and Mighty Number no. 9 and Mega Man and all those games. Um, he actually is launching a new project that is an NFT. It's uh, such a man. Dude, I'm telling you. First of all, crypto's tanked. We're not going to be talking about NFTs in two or three years yeah we're not going to be talking about them because everybody that's put money in them is going to fucking lose all of it and it's going to be a joke it already is a joke yeah i'm looking right now mega man's kenji inafune is back with beastroid a range of nfts the mighty number no. nine creator has designed his first futuristic nft collection um yeah beastroid so I think it's becoming pretty popular in Asian countries. Uh, I mean, this company is literally, what are they? It's called Marblex, the wallet. Yeah. So, this is bad, dude. This yeah, is. Like there's territes that you get in game that are then transferred to territe tokens, which is an NF, which is a cryptocurrency. You can put that in your Marblex wallet and then you can exchange it for other cryptos. The... Yeah, it's uh... unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I and the game looks beautiful i mean it has like the same art style as nino kuni i know but like this is like the first example of something where all these companies like ubisoft and ea were talking about getting into like nfts and incorporating crypto and stuff like that into the game and all of them got the backlash and like okay we're not going to do it this is the this is the formulation of if somebody actually fully went through with it yeah and like i mentioned i don't know if you heard me uh, I don't know if you were there or not. You might have. No, that was no. I think you were there. I mentioned that the game actually came out in 2021, right? In Asia, so the game's been out. Yeah, just in just in Japan or like Asia in general, in like Asian, that territory. Yeah, it was released in Asian countries in 2021. It was only made available in the West last week. Wow. Okay. Because Yuki says in the chat, uh, wouldn't be surprised if Korea jumps hard on crypto. Honestly. Yeah. yeah I. I mean. I don't know, man. I, eh, this is bad. Like this, first of all, these types of games are bad, like not good and need to be regulated because it is basically game a g a gambling, yeah. gaming, gaming proper definition as in it's it's gambling. Gotcha is very addicting like this. No, bad. Second of all, I can't like I. 
I'm not, I cannot fathom that this is a thing and that it is this fleshed out because it only, not only is it addicting in the gambling aspect of it, you have created an economy that is going to impact potentially real world shit with people. Yep. That is dangerous. This is not good. And it's already impacting the game itself and making the game bad. Because, like I said, people are able to straight up buy the best shit in the game. It's pay to win. Right. So not only are they they're they're implementing this in a game, but they're breaking the game. What e so. what even is the game? Did you explain that? Do I see that anywhere on the website? What is the actual game? Because it's the a only gotcha game the only thing I know, but the only thing I see I don't see gameplay. I just see shit about crypto fucking bullshit. Yeah. I want to die. I mean, that's the thing, man. This is garbage. I don't want to be here anymore. And I think that it's really important to bring this story up because, like I said, I've been getting ads for this on TikTok and, and, and YouTube and whatnot. So this game is getting like the marketing budget is huge and they're really pumping it. And I just want people to stay the fuck away. Don't support this. What's it called? Nino Kuni Crossworlds. I can download this right now. Why would you do that? I'm t I just said don't. I just want to see if it's on the store. It is. <laughs> it is. One one million plus downloads on the Google Play Store. Three point six stars with sixty seven thousand reviews. Oh no! And of course, Google Play only pushes the positive reviews. Get out. Yuki says so. Genshin Impact, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, Genshin Impact is a gotcha game. Wow, this is. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, just be careful. I don't like it. <laughs> Come back next week and I'm fucking... It's like, like Genshin Impact, but with crypto. I haven't slept. And I'm a crypto bro. Let me fucking stream next week and record next week. Uh, I have no interest in this, obviously. <sighs> uh, Nino Kuni or... Uh, uh, we're done. We're done. That's it. All right, guys. Um, that's it for episode 73. Sorry to leave on such a negative note, but... um. You know, if we, um, you know, so how people do like live podcasts, you know, like shows kind of like this, <laughs> no, but like, like events, like live podcast events where like they just, yeah, they, do, they do like a live show of their podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If we ever at the point where that even makes sense, like we're big enough where that makes sense to do, which would be awesome, by the way, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, we need to have a DJ and their only job is to play sound effects and random music clips. And we need to have the audience be able to vote on it. And then we have to dance to the music clip that I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a really bad idea, and I don't like it, and we're never doing that. So. All right. Uh, Yuki asked, have we watched uh, Attack of the Show? AOTS, I'm assuming that means Attack of the Show. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, I did back in the day, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I've caught a few episodes of the new one. I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, viewer of G4. I think there's, there's some things they could do better, I think, in the revival, but 
I've seen a couple episodes. I really do like all the new hosts and, and whatnot. Yeah, like hire Haptic Intel. Just kidding. Hire us? Yeah, I don't want to be part of G4. I would. I don't feel like that's the... Uh, I don't think that's the place for me. Give us a job. Give us our show. Get, let us do this show on TV. That would be a terrible idea. That's an awesome idea. A drunkle Ted DJ is what reminded me of that, says Yuki. Ah. Uh, anyway, all right, well... Sorry. Uh, thank you everybody for watching, for listening. Remember, we are available on all of your favorite, uh, I was going to say Spotify services, but I meant podcast services around the question. world. Yeah. Are we going to be covering the PlayStation State of Play? Wow, that's a good question. Um, we certainly can. I mean, we could, it's, what time is it? Five? It's at six o'clock on Thursday, I believe. Six Eastern? Yes. Yeah, we could do that if you want to. We could stream I mean, it easily. We could. Or, I mean, it's up to you. I mean, we could stream it. We could do a wrap-up afterwards. We could just do a, a wrap-up next week when we stream. Uh, it's up to you. All right, we'll announce it tomorrow. If we do. Okay. Let's talk about it. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for uh, watching, listening. Uh Follow us and rate us on all of your favorite podcast services. Five stars only. Anything less than five stars is a lie. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Make sure you like us on Facebook. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on Facebook. Uh, we're only on Facebook now. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, follow us. On, do we're literally live on Oculus Quest only. Literally do everything everywhere all at once. I don't. There's too many things. We're too many places to do the stuff and the links are in the description we have a better version of link tree in the description and uh that's it thank, thank you yuki for watching and supporting shout out to yuki by the way go check out yuki on twitch uh xoxo yuki uh does some very cool stuff over there so make sure you i was watching her make some art the other day it was yeah. awesome make sure you go support yuki yuki would you call yourself a variety streamer i feel like you're more of a variety streamer rather than us who are uh abysmal I think that's what I would call you. We're abysmal streamers. You're a variety streamer. That's right. Uh, Yuki might actually already be good. Thank you for the shout out. You're welcome. Uh, I just lost my train of thought. We have too many things to... Um, uh, God. Just like the tiredest I've ever been she, in my she life. She said yes. Let's go with that. Variety streamer. Okay. Yuki streams whatever she wants and it's good. So go watch it. Um, XOXO underscore Yuki on Twitch. Yuki. Um, uh, Wait, quite frankly, in the chat, thanks for stopping by. I know yeah. you're a uh, one of the guys over at the Save Before Quitting podcast, so thank you for coming to our show as well. Yeah. Much but anyway, we you. have a better version of Linktree called something <laughs> in the description of our things, which links to everything, and it's cool. You go on it, and it, and it, yeah, and it, <laughs> all right, we're on, we're talking about two completely different things here. In the chat, thanks for watching, K Hall. We're on two different wavelengths right now. And we have new merch coming out next week, and also link trees. We have a good link tree, and it's a new link tree. It's and not. Josh, no, it's not bio. Josh site. is it's, very excited about link tree. It's W, dude. What the fuck is that even called? It's through Streamlabs. It's through. Yeah, but it's no. It's a separate service via Streamlabs. It's called W. Dude, I don't fucking know. It's in the fucking descriptions of our shit. It's like W L O. Oh, dot I know what link. it's called. W L O. Dot link. That's what it's called. 
you could find it there. It's oh, Willow. 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 That's it, dude. I was like, what is the actual name of it? Willow. You're right. And it's slick, and it matches our theme, and also you can donate to Able Gamers at the bottom of it. Do that. I'm so tired. Bye-bye. So tired. Anything else, Brett? You have anything closing thoughts? I just said it, dude. Bye bye. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Bye bye. See you next week or this week. See you never again. How about that? I'm over here stroking my dick. I got lotion. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Um, we're going to get copyright struck, oh my dude. God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get fucking copyright stricken, dude. We're gonna get copyright strikes by a guy that's saying I'm stroking my shit. Yeah, dude, it's his shit, not our shit. Oh, he's stroking my shit. I wanna. What are you doing, step bro? All right, we're done. We out. Thank God.